Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kids Days in the Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cooper, and joining me today is... Salmon Cooper. Salmon Cooper? Yeah. I don't think... I don't see what that has to do with the movie. Uh, it's food. It's a fish. Yep, food. I mean, someone can eat it, yeah? It's a popular name. It's not, popular. It's not something they eat in this movie, though. Uh, and? it's They eat seafood? pretty crappy and salmon sounds more like my name what do you want me to name myself halibut cooper yep that's not funny at least it's, at least it's something to do with the movie it, ugh, okay. anyway silly. joining me today as always is solomon cooper and we are going to be discussing the menu uh, apparently solomon didn't pay attention to the menu which included zero salmon a lot of fish though nope yeah there's a scallop there is a mention of a halibut the end it's a lot of fish. Some kind of crab. We talk about the ocean. Also, that's not fish either. Talk about that's still seafood. Anyway, so uh, we're gonna go. We we I want to make sure we waste as little time possible because I do have a lot of thoughts on this movie. So um, the menu is directed by Mark Mylod. Mylod Millard. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Anyway, he's mostly known for uh, his television shows like Succession. Uh, and his work on Game of Thrones. Ooh. A show I haven't seen. Yeah, but I don't think you've seen either of those shows. Two shows I have not seen. Succession, I would say, makes the most sense here as far as comparisons go because it is kind of a dark comedy, even though some people would consider it a Shakespearean drama. I think that is in there too. I do think that at the end of the day, there's a lot of very pitch black comedy in Succession, and uh, the menu is one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Me too. Yeah, since since we first saw a trailer for it, I've been looking forward to it. But I will say the advertising for this movie is deeply false, almost. I mean, you still get an idea of what the tone and style of the movie is going to be. But the 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 ads definitely make it look more like it's a horror movie. Really? Yeah, a, a horror movie or a movie where like people end up getting hunted like, you know, animals through forest, like a, maybe a gory survival movie where the, you know, chef turns on his patrons and chases them through the woods. That's not really the vibe I got. 
did you not think that the ads made it look like it was like a horror movie? I thought maybe it would be maybe scarier, sure, but I didn't think it was going to be a horror movie. What do you think? So you thought it was going to be just like it was? Yeah, but I thought it was going to be more stressful. It's so more of a thriller. Yeah. Yeah, the movie is pretty firmly, I would say, in the dark comedy um, genre. There are some thriller-esque elements inside of the movie, but the movie is never... The movie never wants uh, the thrills to get in the way of a good punchline. So even as the movie starts escalating in tension and weirdness, it's it's actually getting also increasingly funnier. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. A dark comedy genre or movie? I didn't feel like it was a dark comedy movie. What do you think it was? Well, I feel like, there, I mean, it was funny, but there's there's only like three LOL moments. Well, you don't have to LOL at everything for it to be a comedy. Really? Well, no. I mean, like, I mean, like a comedy moments. I'm not saying if I didn't find it funny. I disagreed. They... They end that chase scene that's supposed to be all tense with a really funny visual gag of a guy getting handed some fancy egg dish while hiding in a chicken coop. I mean, the movie's full of little things like that. That's true. Almost everything that anybody says is some kind of gag riffing on them. Okay, that's fair enough. What genre would you put it in? A drama? If it's not a horror movie and it's not a thriller and it's not a comedy, I feel like it could be a, a drama, thriller, comedy. I would say I would say that thriller is definitely in its DNA, but I would still consider it a dark comedy. Anyway, despite the fact that we can't seem to agree on what genre the movie is, <laughs> is um, actually not a negative because um, the movie is very surprising throughout which is one of the things i really enjoyed so while i do think that advertising makes it look like it's more of a horror movie than it really is by a by a lot um what it is is kind of hard to pin down i mean it's definitely and this is why i would say you're 100 percent wrong about it not being a comedy the movie's definitely satire and satire is Comedy. comedy um but it's kind of hard to pin down where the movie's going. So it's always doing little twists and little surprises. Some of them are bigger than others. Some of them are just like little tweaks on what you thought about a character. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but before we go into that, we're five minutes in. And we we should probably get a, a plot synopsis. This would be really easy to do in like three sentences. God, but you you say I'm you you've made me lose all hope in my talent. I mean, these I always feel like they're all pretty okay. Th- these synopses are renowned around the world now. Are you serious? Yeah, but, dude. People contact me all the time and ask if you can like write the back synopsis of their books, and I have to just keep saying no because you have to focus on school and your grades, dude. I would be totally down to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you would. I don't do any homework anyways. I know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. A guy and a girl. Oh, so bad already. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go <laughs> to a... <laughs> Daddy, you... 
You may lose hope. I don't have any inner. I don't. We're a little bit under the weather from like all the holidays and being around people. So our uh, my patience level's already okay. I'll restart. Zero. I'll restart. I'll restart. There is a very high class restaurant. Oh my god! <laughs> that, yes, I just, that only select few can go to, and the people there's there's only like twelve people there. That's just that's worse. That's worse than the other one. Mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> I would go back to the original. So a guy and a girl are going to a restaurant that is super expensive and really nice. And then some crazy things start going on. But all the food is really good. So the easiest way that I would describe the plot of this movie is a group of fine dining enthusiasts go to... The most prestigious hot cuisine restaurant in the world that takes place on an island. Um, and yes, things do start to go south. I basically said that. But you, d- you just never started with the group of people that are going there. Because the, the important thing is this movie is, I would say, well, I don't want to say what I think the movie's about. <coughs> I'm so tired of having to listen to your mucusy coffee voice refusing to take any cough medicine i sneezed i know but i can also hear you're like all flimmy what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) what solomon like refuses to blow his nose or take cough medicine so he just would rather have mucus pouring out of all of his orifices and it's so gross to me i blew my nose literally just before the show anyway Look, look, I understand it. We're all sick. It's just flu- it's just cold and flu season. Um, anyway, I th- let's talk about what the movie's literally about before we talk about what it's kind of metaphorically about. And also, I want to be very clear that even though we might be talking about some of that stuff, this is not a um, this is not a pretentious art house movie necessarily. This movie is incredibly fun. It's very well paced. It's very fun, and it's very funny. Yeah. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So even though it might be like a little bit more indie-ish than some people are used to, I mean, we have a gaggle of... Um, Famous people. A-list, yeah, actors in it. But yeah, so what this movie is really... What the movie is about on the surface is making fun of or satirizing um, hot cuisine in general and the kinds of people that eat it and the kinds of people that make it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And um, on that note, it it chooses as its target audience. Um, tell me if I'm missing anything. Essentially, a food critic who obviously, as a critic, revels in finding any flaw in any dish, no matter how perfect it is. Um, and her f- editor, you have a couple of. Wealthy couple that just represents people that are eating this food just because they're rich enough to, but that's it. They don't really care about it that much. You know what I mean? These are the old people. Yeah. Okay. Um, a washed up former actor who really is just doing it because it makes him still seem like he's cool and rich. And he's also doing it because he had an idea for a show. Yeah, and he also wants to pitch an idea for a show. 
Um, but really, it's because like, I think the exclusivity of it, it makes him feel like he's still relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a group of tech bros who are just doing it because they can, because the owner of their company basically funds the restaurant, so it's a write-off for them. They don't care about food at all either. They just want to do it because they can do it, because they can afford it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then our main couple, which is uh, played by Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy. Sorry. One is a last-minute replacement. Anya Taylor-Joy is a last-minute date replacement. Um, and Nicholas Holt is a consummate foodie. Uh, the kind of person who brags about having watched, you know, Chef's Table ten times and knowing the mouthfeel of certain things. We all have met people like this if you are into food at all, um, which we are. So That's this guy right there. I don't think I've ever said mouthfeel. I have, though, because I think it's really funny. Um but anyway, so these people all represent the different kinds of people that they're going to be making fun of. Did I miss anybody? I don't think I did. Um, there's a mom. Yeah, but she, not, not, not super relevant. Nah, not to that. Uh, and the chef, of course, is played by um, Ray Fiennes, and he's having a delightful time with this part. Um. So yeah, what? what I don't know where you really want to start with this movie. We only have about two minutes left in this segment. Um, do you want to just kind of get us going into what your initial impressions were, like as we kind of got into the plot? As we got into the plot? Yeah. When would you say the plot starts? I mean, the plot starts from the very beginning, but the turn doesn't start, and we don't really have time to go into what the turn is. But maybe you can do it in two minutes. <laughs> Don't say it like that. So, the, like at the beginning, we're just watching these people spoof themselves, right? Listening to them talk about things as they're eating these overly plated dishes. Dude, this movie is so amazing. Just throughout <laughs> throughout the whole thing, just because there's so much. Yeah, this is a dark comedy. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I can't believe I argue with you because there's so much funniness going on, like. We get we get that the the breadless meal with only dips. Yeah, there's it's a breadless bread plate, and he he gives a whole speech about how bread is for the common people, and it's one of the most ancient things. But these people are uncommon, so they get a breadless bread plate, and it's just like yeah, it's just the dips. It's literally five dips, and so like you instantly kind of get an idea of like what is going on, and um, also everyone or like this whole cast is extremely talented i've never i've never heard of ray fines i don't think he's voldemort well he's voldemort but i only watched it i watched those movies a long time ago okay and he has no nose so it's hard to tell who he is um he's in a lot of things well he's really good and his role also does seem like a lot of fun um but yeah everything about it is and also it's gorgeous it's gorgeous like everything about this movie is is perfect well, they hired people that worked on those food shows, those like modern food shows that people call like food porn, you know, where they shoot everything so meticulously. Mm-hmm. And that they hired those people to to do the cinematography for this. I cannot remember the main person's name, but yeah. Well, you can look at it, don't can't you? Yeah, but Well, you can look at it and I'll fun. keep talking. Uh I said you can look at it and I'll keep talking. I don't want to look it up. Um 
so yeah, like everything about it is is gorgeous. Like the the, the, the filming of the island and the, just the way, and it's also separated into chapters. Like, and the chapters are like the dishes that they're being served. The chapters are the courses of the courses of the menu. Yeah. yeah, and then they they tell you like what everything is, which is also makes for some really funny things. Yeah, well, at first it starts off very exactly what you'd see on Chef's Table or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? It'll be like, you know, this and this, like a fresh clam with, what was it, uh, lemon caviar and sea foam. You know what I mean? It'll have like all the ingredients and whatever. Yep. And it's like, yeah, everything is perfect. Like the kind of like the music of it transferring or what is it? And, and I think that, I think the, uh, the transitioning. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but we're um, we're almost out of time. We need to take a break. But one of the things that we that we didn't touch on is the fact that uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character Margot is not into this bullshit stuff at all. <laughs> she's <laughs> she she finds it like she's there and she's fine with humoring this guy that she's on a date with, but she thinks this is stupid. And by the time they get to the breadless bread plate she's, she's just, angry she's, she's just like this is so dumb this is like that's like the this second is so snobby item and it's so stupid and yeah she's she gets angry pretty quickly yeah like she's she's asked to send it back angry she just says it's stupid she said she's gonna send it back there's some kind of bug flying around here that's happened to this last time half of our podcast is about to fly all right we gotta take care of this fly this fly problem um so we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back <laughs> sorry <laughs> Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. What's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The, the Bolter House. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. 
wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Zach and I'm Mike and we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about bros foes and heroes it's the two of us looking into the world of comics breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of and some that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah so Zach comes up with a character each time and uh, I go into it just completely blind I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best. And we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes. Gonna tell you about This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome back to the Kids Stays in the Podcast and our discussion of the menu. So what we were saying is that Anya Taylor-Joy is kind of the one who sees through the BS of this stuff. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. I, I feel like I would fall squarely in the middle of this group of people in that if someone offered me a chance to go with them to a place like this, I would jump at it. That I'd be all for it, man. And I would have a great time with it. But I'd also probably be making fun of some of the things like, that you're having. You know yeah, I mean? like once you get to dip only territory. I mean, even the way that they had the scallop where it's like a lone scallop perched on the top of rock. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, what did the critic in that say? Tweezed within an inch of its life. Yeah. Um, we should let them know that this is also like the perfect movie for us because we also do love food. 
Yes, and I, I and I and movies. And I don't have a problem with pretentious food. I can sometimes be that person who, when they describe a dish that they are, that they made, does tell you every single ingredient in it. Um, so I'm, I'm not certainly not trying to say that I'm, you know, fully, fully Margot's character surrogate. Nicholas Holt, on the other hand, is exactly the kind of people that I cannot stand. I'd murder that person. I mean, I'd also kind of be annoyed with Margot, just because I feel like you should take some appreciation in the delicious food. I feel like I wouldn't like either of them, if I'm going to be real. I feel like I'd be annoyed by both. So I just wouldn't go with them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, now that we have, we have a whole segment to go through this, why don't we get to the place where the movie turns? from just being about watching these snobby people kind of make fools of themselves eating this food and trying to pretend like they're enamored of it. And then watch how this takes a dark, 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 dark turn. Yeah, so where's the first place where you would say this movie turns? Where would you say, Solomon? Um, This is a spoiler podcast, right? We do. We Full do. spoilers, yeah. yeah. Um, I would definitely go for the part whenever... This guy comes out. He's the sous chef, and he's, he's he's making the third course. I think they said he created it, third or fourth course. It has to be fourth course, I think. Um, and he starts talking to the chef, and then he shoots his brain out. So he blows his brains out with a pistol. I, I don't understand how you're so bad at explaining things that you just watched. We just watched this movie a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, but I'm like really tired and sick. It's, uh, that just, that's, it's not, that's not why. You're always bad at it. What do you mean? He blows his you brains out. It's like you don't put any thought into it. Yeah, he does. You said, that was crazy. You said like, this guy comes out, he starts talking to the chef, then he blows his brains out. That's not in any way how anyone would describe that scene. The chef brings him out. He says, this is our sous chef. He created this thing. Um, he's like, he goes in this whole tire, this whole thing about how he's very good. He's worked really long hours. All he ever wanted was to be, be like the chef. Be but me. at the end of the day, he's not good enough. He will never be good enough. He'll only ever be good. He won't ever be great. Yeah. And then he talks about how this whole job. Well, I figured that was a long time. Maybe satisfied. 15 minutes. Yeah. But you didn't give any context to the scene. The whole time this is happening. The wait staff is like laying out these cloths. You don't know what it's gonna be. Then they lay out a cloth. They put a cloth behind him, and then they're like, "This dish is called what's his whatever the guy's name was. This mess." Yeah, yeah. So after he gives his whole thing, and then he gives a whole speech, and then he asks the guy if he wants to, be, still wants to be like him. He says no, and he says no, and then yeah, then he shoots himself in front of everybody. Yeah. That's basically what I said, honestly. Just you word for word. You didn't give any word. context. You made it sound like some guy just walks out and shoots himself. No, he talks to the chef for a while and he kills himself. He, does, he doesn't talk to the chef at all. The chef talks to him. Yes. And then he responds. Yeah, and he says no. That's the only thing he says. So anyway, um, that's a dark turn. They wrap his body up. The whole time the chef in the whole cook kitchen is all like, stay calm. We're serving his food. You got to eat his food now. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my god, and then the critic is like, it's all just an act, it's a... Theater, yeah. 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 It's a part of the experience. So, from there, things just keep getting darker. The chef serves another course where the he gives a description before each one, the description before 
This next course was about how his drunken alcoholic dad came home and started strangling his mom to death with a telephone pole. And then he stabs him in the leg with scissors. So he stabs him in the leg with scissors. The thigh. And and so the dish that they're serving is like a rustic grilled chicken thigh with scissors stuck into them. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we don't. I don't. I certainly don't want to spoil like all the little twists and turns. You knew the going in the movie is going to have a turn, right? You knew this wasn't going to just be about a bunch of people eating food. Yeah. So I think that was a real, a real spoiler, but it also stays very tongue in cheek. Like I actually laughed. I mean, that when he's telling that horrible story about his alcoholic dad choking his mom and whatever, and he stabs him, it's so it's such an inappropriate story to be telling that even that was darkly funny to me. <laughs> and then when they the dish they serve is a chicken thigh with scissors stuck into it you know what i mean yeah these are it's so tongue in cheek the whole movie um anyway eventually they find out that the end course of this is that no everyone dies everyone's going to die yeah that's their plan and that includes the kitchen staff Right, like every single one of them has to die. That's the whole. It's only with this the court, the menu can work. Can work, and um, yeah, essentially, Anya Taylor Joy's presence as not one of the right people that's being made fun of and humiliated, right, yeah. through the course of this thing, is really bothering Chef. He's he's frustrated by her presence. He doesn't know if, who she is. He needs to know if she deserves to be well, she's gonna he tells her she's gonna die no matter what, right? But she can choose which side to be on. Is she gonna be on the side of like the the cooks and the chefs and the workers, or is she gonna be side on the rich as he calls them the takers? Yeah. Um but she's gonna die anyway, right? That's what he keeps saying. Yeah. So she feels like it's not really a choice if you're gonna die no matter what. Yes. So um I don't want to ask you a leading question, so I'm just going to tell you that what the movie that I thought it was shockingly similar to, weirdly, is Ratatouille. <laughs> because <coughs> are you going to die? <coughs> no, I'm fine. It's similar to Ratatouille in the sense that it is a movie that is in love with food, but is also very hardcore skewering the kinds of people that want to eat fancy food. Are you about to die? Yeah. I'm just going to watch you blow your nose live on the air. We're not going to blow my nose. Um, But it's also making fun of the kinds of people. You know what I mean? The chef in Ratatouille is a jerk. The, right? Which one? The, the ma- guy who's the chef. Oh, like the main chef? Yes. Yeah. Um, The food critic is kind of a jerk. And then till the end. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, I think, in that... Except for this is a t- tonally quite different movie. Very, yeah. That's why it caught me so off guard. But um, if you were to say, if you were to look at this um, metaphorically, do you, was, what would you say the movie is about? I mean, if you say if you say food, that's fine. It's on the surface of it, but but you said metaphorically. I would, yeah. What would you say is this movie really about? God. You're gonna make. I'm gonna embarrass myself so badly right now. You got three minutes to do it. I have three minutes. 
No, I'm not going to give you three minutes. This is going to be really bad. Like I have, I feel like I can really BS my way through this. Okay. I think it's about people's passions being too, going too far until they lose sight of what they truly loved. I don't think that's wrong. So uh, people's passions going too far, do you mean the people that are eating the food or the people that are making the food? Um, I think in some ways both. Sometimes if you truly love food, you kind of like start bothering others like we said before and the people who are making food they're kind of losing sight of what they originally started cooking for what do you mean people that love food they start bothering <laughs> others <laughs> yeah, they're really annoying but but the people who are making it's mainly about the people who are making the food i'd say um because really they are are losing sight of what really brought them joy in the first place yeah i think that i think that's definitely right i would say that more broadly speaking the movie really is about art and the people who make it and the people who consume it. Review it, yeah. Um, it's not, no, not review, sorry. Clear. sorry. Consume it. Consume, that's what I meant to say. But I already said it and then you corrected but, me. And no, said, I said review it. I was saying, I was like saying review it as you were saying consume it, but I didn't want to finish your sentence. So I just said review. Yeah, because. But I like your word more. I think better. that that's, I think that, that broadly speaking that that is right. And you know, and, and Chef represents a he represents an artist who has stopped making food for the right reasons he stopped making it for the right people you know what i mean yeah he, he's maybe even stopped making the kind of food he enjoys making and um you know this movie not the full ending but i would say the emotional climax of this movie is astonishingly similar to Ratatouille. Oh, it is. It's so. Why'd you laugh at me so hard? Because I was just so shocked that you said Ratatouille, which is a kids' film, and also not one that I love. Yeah. Weirdly, but yeah. So I love Ratatouille. So as we get through the towards the end of this movie, Anya Taylor Joy basically decides to stand up, and you know, one of the things is that she keeps pointing out is that at the end of the day, you are somebody who makes food for a customer. You know yeah. what I mean? But we are we are in an era, and I don't I don't necessarily hate this. We are in an era where chefs are now like gods and rock stars. You know what I mean? That we don't see a chef as uh, we see ourselves as privileged to get to eat their food, as opposed to we are the, their customers. You know what I mean? They are serving us a a meal, mm -hmm. so it becomes more about them than about them serving us. And she hates that. I'm not going to say whether I agree with her on that or not. It doesn't really matter. But basically, she just stands up and starts acting like she's at a regular restaurant. And she's like, I don't like any of this food. I want to send it back. And this is all kinds of craziness has happened. You know what I mean? Everyone's terrified of him. Yeah, everyone got, sh like, people are dying. Yeah, he's like, he's like, excuse me. And she's like, yeah, I want to send this back. I'm, he's like, I didn't uh, like I'm, any of it, and I'm still hungry. And that, that really makes him, like, like, you can see, like, the the look on his face of, like, pure, like, sadness. And guilt almost. Yeah. And what's funny to me about that is it's something that people like uh, your average Joe Blow guy would say that they don't like about pretentious food is that it's tiny little portions. You know what I mean? You don't ever get full. Um, and 
there is there is sometimes that that is the case. But when you go to a, a prefix menu like this, usually they do have the courses kind of timed out. So by the, you're like getting perfect, the exact amount of fullness by the end. Mm-hmm. But not all of us are eating at places that are giving us ten course things, and certainly I'm not. To be clear, very often. Um, I've never only three courses once in my life. Really, where was that? London. Oh, <laughs> that was just a lunch menu too. You was... never went to any of those dinners that we did in Dallas? I guess they were all like they also involved like cocktails and whatever, so you probably didn't need to go. Yeah, only that French restaurant. Um, but yeah, so Anya Taylor Joy sends it back, and the guy's like, "Okay, can I make you something else?" And she says, "What she wants is it's a cheeseburger. A cheeseburger." And she's very clear that she doesn't want any frou-frou-y BS. She doesn't want a deconstructed cheeseburger on a plate of frog raw, blah, blah, blah. So, she wants a cheeseburger. Yeah, and she is basing this, probably she did want a cheeseburger. But also she had seen a picture in his room of his very first cooking job ever. And he was a fry cook at a burger place. Yeah, and it was like, um, he was like sh- chef of the month or whatever. Yeah, cook of the month. Yeah, but um, the point is, he—it's the only picture she notices that he's smiling in, of all the pictures. Yeah. So he agrees to to do it, and the look on his face. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I feel like I feel like the, she, we are out of time. Bro. She she asks how much it's gonna set him back, set her back. I don't see how that is. I, possible I, I felt like it was important. I felt like that was an important detail. Okay, no. Because okay. then it feels more like like a real restaurant. Okay. And it adds a lot she more. She asks how much it's going to cost. He says nine ninety nine. That has nothing to do with the emotional part of the scene. Thank you for wasting actually, the last 30 actually minutes. Actually, it's 95. We have 30 seconds. <laughs> anyway, you can see on Ray Fine's face the joy that he's taking out of making a very basic smash burger. Like, he's doing it all perfectly, but it's not fancy at all. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not like super broad smiles. It's just very, like, light. No, it's, all of his acting is very, for the most part, Subtle. Kind of subtle. It's yeah. facial, a lot of facial acting, a lot of close-ups. But anyway, he when he that whole scene reminds me so much of the critic whenever he's eating the ratatouille for the first time, and it's like bringing him back. But you're instead of seeing it in animation where they're literally showing flashbacks and whatever, you're watching it all happen in on Ray Fine's face. Yeah, um, and it's insane that he can do a whole scene. In- yeah, and the look of anticipation that he has when he asks her how the cheeseburger is. Um, it was, it was perfect. Anyway, I could talk about this movie for another hour, but we're trying to keep these down to a quick 30 minutes so that you can enjoy them, get in, get out, and get on with your life. If anybody contacts us and says they'd like us to do some longer form ones, I'm not saying we never will. We can. Maybe we'll start a Patreon. No. <laughs> we could do that. Um, but we also, we might just do like once a month where we'll pick something that we're going to go into for an hour or 45 minutes. But for right now, I think 30 minutes is a sweet spot. We are over time. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you check out the menu as soon as you can. Please do. It's in great. theaters now. Everyone oh, should watch it. Uh, n- uh, nine and a half out of 10 stars. Oh my God. Michelin ten. stars, to be clear. Oh. That's impossible. Three, three, <laughs> three out of three Michelin stars, actually. All right. Bye. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media podcast.